In this episode, we're talking with a former V8 supercar manager who's now a successful real estate agent and also a photography business owner. He's also a keen car enthusiast and a local car club member that owns a very special Porsche Boxer that you'll get to hear about. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as we go behind the scenes and talk to one of our car club members here in Melbourne, Victoria. I'm here with Craig Hollowell. How are you going, Craig? Fantastic, Mervyn. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for um for coming on. So when did we originally meet? Because um it would have been on one of the Geelong Exotic Car Club events, is that right? That's right, yeah. I think it was uh, on the one on the Great Ocean Road run. Okay. And, uh, and oh. we met then. So how did you hear about the um the club, I guess? I was actually um, on the Porsche uh, site on, on Facebook and I got uh, a message from Lynn and uh, he said, oh, are, you, are you in Melbourne? And I said, yeah, I am. And he... He commented on my uh, on my car and um, and said, "Would I be interested in joining a club?" And uh, I must admit, at first, I I said, uh, "No, nah, I'm not interested." I thought it'd be something that uh, that I wouldn't really want to get involved in. But um, Lynn, Lynn, being Lynn, he uh, he kept pestering me. And, He's a bit um, persuasive. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually, I um, I uh, came down to just one of the uh, the kebab runs, so to speak. Yep. And uh, you know, for a couple of hours and um, met quite a few people within the club and uh, and thought you know this is this is fantastic you know they're all uh, they're all yeah you know, really nice people and uh, and I want something that I'd like to be involved in mm, so he poached you really basically yeah <laughs> he uh, yeah he did hassle me uh, to come down and uh, and and have a have a look at the club yeah and uh, and I'm so glad I did so we haven't touched on obviously what car you you do have or cars that you have because you've got yeah, more than one. That's right. Yeah, um, my daily drive is um, is an X5 uh, BMW, okay. and uh, my weekend car is a is a Porsche Porsche Boxster. Okay. Um, same same as Lynn, but uh, in black with uh, with black wheels. Okay. And so, how long have you had that? Um, I've had it now for uh, coming on four years. Okay. Yeah, it's my um, uh, you know my next door neighbour. It's a funny story in my. My next door neighbour. Every time I watch, I wash it. Um, my next door neighbour says, uh, pokes pokes her head across the, the fence and says, uh, oh, "Craig, you're washing your midlife crisis, are you?" <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's quite funny, but um, but yeah, I've had it for probably four years, and it's just something I've always wanted. And what do you do for for work outside of attending the car events? Yeah, well, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a licensed real estate agent with uh, Biggin and Scott in Knox. Okay. Um, and I've been doing that for about seven years now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's what I do when I'm away from cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, although the industry's a little bit quiet at the moment, um, it's, uh, you know, we're cruising along okay, though. Yeah, okay. And I've seen you take a ton of photos on the car club events as well. That's right, yeah. My, my hobby and also I have a side business, uh, mm-hmm. uh, taking uh, taking photos of cars Um but also, um, I do do um, baby photography, um, mm. por- portrait photography as well. Okay. Um, I have a studio set up at home, and that that sort of keeps me busy when I'm not not at work. Yeah, that's a bit of a. It's very different to what you do on your your day job. Do you find that helps you? I guess um, uh, use that creative side of you that you don't get to really use when you're working in real it estate. Does. It does it, and also, um, Mervin, the, the main reason I took up photography. Um, Although I'd been doing it a long time, but to, to, you know, to, 
they're, you know, taking it up, you know, more serious is, um, is for a stress release. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, uh, that uh, editing photos, taking photos, um, using my creative side um, gets me away from the stress of, of real estate yep. and also the stress of, of everyday life. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even when I'm away, um, I'm always got the iPad close to me editing photos. It's just something that, uh, that, that is a release for me. It's like therapeutic in a way, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and that's what I do. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I mean, I try to take some photos as well. Mine's more yeah, you do. so for, for fun. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely relate to the fact that it does allow you to just get away, forget about your work, anything that's bothering on that's your right. mind. And, um, and that's part of what we're doing this weekend. We're up here at Mount Hotham. Yeah. yeah and we've got your X5 up. up here, don't we? Yes, we do. Which was fine. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting um, because it's, it snowed overnight um, and it's still – there's still snow everywhere this morning, so yeah, we're going to see how it how it dries on the way back. Now, what year is your X5? Uh, the X5 is 2007, I think it is, 2007, 2000, you know, I can't even remember. I <laughs> okay. guess 2007. So it's the first generation, the E53, I that's think. That's right. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yep. Now, I remember when you were looking at that, because we FaceTimed for yeah, a little bit. Because you haven't had it for too long. No. Have, have you? Yeah. No. And so what drew you to, um, to looking at the X5? Um, yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, when I rang you and uh, and said that I, that I was looking for a car, um, uh, I know you're a huge BMW fan, and um, I knew nothing about them to be honest. And uh, and when you um, when you told me to have a look at, at X5s, um, I uh, I started researching them and and picking your brain, and um, mm-hmm. then I I ended up finding one through someone in the club, and um, and then yeah, when I went out to look at it, I was FaceTiming you so you could. Have a look at it and make sure I was buying the right thing, um, and um, and since buying it, I'm, I'm so glad I did. It's such a such a really nice car to drive. Because you just, it's not only you that drives that car, is it? Your wife right. drives it yeah, as she, well. She does drive it from from time to time. She's got her own car as well, but yeah. um, she's slowly trying to uh, get the BMW off me. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. funny. I remember when we were looking at the the car and FaceTiming. It had I don't know what you technically call it the window. Um, trims on the outside to, yes. to stop the wind rushing past. That's right. Um, and I knew straight away, okay, this is probably an older owner. Yes, I and I thought that's a, that. that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it had fluffy dice, you know, in, in the middle of the console <laughs> or yeah. if it had M performance stickers anywhere on it, I think they probably would have been um, not the best sign. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, look, it's been a great car. Yeah. Um, and we've driven up here this, this weekend and, um, you know, it's uh, it's been great. Yeah. And, and back to the your weekend car, I guess the Porsche. Yep. yep. So, what do you like so much about that car, and what drew you to, to picking that one? I mean, most people, yep. I imagine, you'd be no different when you, you go to buy that car. You would have had a couple of other options. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, I was looking at quite a few different cars, but you know, picking picking that car was uh, was an emotional thing for me. Okay. Um, the reason it was an emotional um, decision was um, when I was a young fella, um, I used to say to my mother um, that. Um, one day I'm going to drive a, a black Porsche, really? and uh, and you know she used to say to me, um, you know, look, you know, if you work hard, you can do anything. Um, so, um, you know, I I've always wanted a black Porsche with black wheels, and that was what I had in my mind. Um, and then uh, I, I I lost my mother, and um, and then that was that was really hard for me, um, and. Uh, I was I was 
you know, thinking about uh, you know all those times I said to her that I really wanted to, I really wanted one day I wanted a black Porsche with black wheels, and uh, so I started researching it and I couldn't believe in the Porsche Club. Um, there was a fellow selling uh, a, a black Porsche with black wheels um, and convertible. Um, so um, I went and had a look at it and it was absolutely immaculate and um, I just thought, you know what, uh, I know she'll be looking down on me and I know she'll want me to buy this this car and uh, and I did and um, and I uh, I know I know that she's with me when I drive it. Mm, so you have that commotion. Uh emotional connection with that car so yes, I, that, I imagine that reminds you of your mum whenever you drive it and it how does. often you told her yeah exactly and, and and that's the the exact reason i bought it and um and it is quite an emotional reason but um you know it's a it's a car that um that i've told i've told you and i've told everyone that i'll never sell mm. um it's um you know it's a car that i enjoy not you know not just because of of the situation with my mother but um it's um it's a car that I just absolutely love driving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, most people, most people that have driven a um, a mid-engine Porsche um, will tell you the same story. They're just uh, they're just a, you know, a fantastic car to drive. So, how does it? I mean, I don't know too much about the mid-engine cars, and I haven't really driven many of them. I think I've had a chance to drive Lynn's Porsche yeah. Boxer as well. But how do, would you describe it as being different from a front wheel or? No, sorry, front engine or rear engine car. They're just so balanced, um, and you know when when you're driving, it's a, it's a it's a really different driving experience to have a mid engine. Um, the car feels stuck to the road, and um, you know as as much as um, you know we stick to the speed limit at all times um, without doubt. But uh, when we take it to the track, um, and I've taken it quite a few times to Phillip Island. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a totally different experience to be able to to throw the car into a corner um, and have it stick like it does um, and have just total balance over the car. Um, where you know I've driven nine elevens and um, you know the fantastic cars and um, but you do feel um, more of a push in the front um, okay. in a nine eleven um, and with this one I just feel that it's um, it's yeah, it's the nicest car I've driven on a track. Yeah, wow. Now, you've had a hobby uh, in go karting, is that right? Yes, well, it wasn't a hobby. Um, my my two sons uh, got into go karting very early. Okay, um, and um, and I have a motorsport background. Um, okay, I was um, I was a team manager for for a V eight supercar team. Really, and, wow. And um, you know, I did that for quite some time, and. Uh, so it was a natural progression for um, for my kids to, to be involved in motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, so we um, we got my boys involved in that, and uh, we travelled Australia for many years, um, you know, going to all the state titles and national titles. And um, so then it then I ended up uh, purchasing a, a go kart uh, shop. Um, no way. Yeah, I, I ended up buying a go kart shop to support the, the boys in their uh, in their endeavours to get to get uh, into motorsport. Okay. Um, and both boys were very successful with what they did. Um, and uh, myself and my uh, ex-wife, we, we travelled around Australia and had a, had a fantastic time and, uh, and watched our, our sons um, compete um, in go-karting. Um, and then, um, yeah, so um, eventually we got my uh, eldest son a test in Formula Ford and he was 
he was doing very well with that. But um, the uh, the money situation uh, unfortunately got in the way, um, and um, we couldn't get him any further. But um, but we had an absolutely fantastic time in go karting, um, and uh, and you know I would uh, definitely recommend anyone who's who's thinking of putting their children into go karting um, definitely do it. It, uh, it, keep, it keeps them away from the bad things that uh, the kids are, are faced with these days, and uh, and for sure it's um, it's a, it's a fantastic sport. Do you think that they're perhaps better drivers today from the experience they've had riding go karts? One hundred percent. Um, now you know with 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 driving a go kart, um, you know it, they they have they have car control straight away, and uh, and when both of them got their licenses, um, you know I never had one worry. Um, where most parents, you know, worry about their kids driving driving their cars for the first time, I had no worry whatsoever because I knew that they were safe drivers. I knew that there was if if they got into a problem, um, that they could handle the car and and um, they knew what to do, and it's turned out that way. You know, both my boys, are, you know, have never had accidents um, in the cars, um, touch wood. Um, but um, you know, I know that uh, that they know what to do with with a car if if they do get into any trouble. Yeah. Now you've got a, a helmet that you pointed out to us at your place when we we're on our way here. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that helmet? Well, there's a there's a quite there's a couple of helmets there that okay. um, that I've collected. Um, so one of them is uh, is Todd Kelly's helmet from when he won Bathurst. Okay. Um, I've got that. Uh, he gave me that uh, when he jumped out of the car at Bathurst. Um, and that's sort of my uh, one of my prized possessions. Um, and I know and you just he, said you're going to put it away for him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, no, he said no to, to hold on to it. So um, I've got that uh, proudly presented at home, as you've seen. Um, and uh, the other helmets I have is a, is a uh, one of Mick Doohan's helmets. Okay. Um, and also um, I've got my my two boys' helmets from from their time in go karting. Um, and I've got them sitting up on the wall, and uh, I, I look at them with with fond memories. Yeah, and you've got a series of model cars as well. What what are they? I noticed there are a few Holdens, but I don't know my Holdens very well. That's okay. No, the, you know, one of them's um, John Faulkner's uh, car, which which I was involved in. Um, he was a, he was a, a privateer in, in V8 supercars, um, and the rest are um, uh, Holden Racing Team cars. Okay. Um, that I was involved in when I was um, managing Todd Kelly, um, and um, so those cars are from there, and uh, and also I've got um, a few of the few of the Fords as well um, through connections um, with with drivers that I've I've seen come through go karting um, and then go into into V8 supercars, and they've um, they've given me cars um, uh, you know, to thank me for for helping them through the go karting stage. Mm-hmm. No, it's great to have those. As soon as you see them, it brings back those memories yeah. of the story behind each one of those. Yeah, My challenge is always that we've got a tiny one-bedroom apartment. There's only so many things I can put on display, and at the moment we don't have too much at home. Yeah, oh, that'll change soon. <laughs> yeah. So just going back to Geelong Exotic Car Club, because that's how we originally um, met each other. So how have you been involved really in that club? I mean, you, you attended it probably about a year ago, if not Slightly more, is that right? Yeah, just over a year ago I started attending. Okay. Um, and um, like anything, I usually, uh, you know, when I get involved in something, I get involved in it heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been helping out with the club. Um, I'm now 
the administ- my, an administrator for the uh, for the Facebook page of it, um, and um, and help to organise uh, the runs that we do and also the events that we have, um, you know, um, every month. Okay, so initially you mentioned that you were reluctant to join because you thought maybe that's not something that that you'd be interested in. Yeah. And I guess what sort of reservations did you have initially? And how did that change after you sort of got it more involved? Well, at first I thought, you know, um, you know, being involved in an exotic car club um, that that I probably wouldn't fit in, um, where I thought it would be full of rich people that, um, that you know, uh, just, you know, wouldn't be interested in speaking to someone like myself. I've always, um, you know, doubted myself um, and that's the reason that I, I thought I wouldn't get involved, um, and um, but when when I went down there and met everyone, it was just the total opposite. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, we've got we've got members that, that own you know nine hundred thousand dollar cars and million dollar cars, and um, you know we've also got people that own twenty thousand dollar cars as well. Um, yet not one of them um, treats you different, um, yeah. and we don't treat anyone different, um, no matter what car they have. Yeah. Um, and you know they're just just an awesome awesome people um you know both male and female um that are involved in the club and um and yeah it was it was a no-brainer for me once i met everyone um that i that i wanted to be involved in it and and you know be able to take my car along and and uh you know do these events that we do and and you know stop and have have lunch and um and you know just talk with like-minded people that you know that are all successful in their own their own way, um, and um, you know it's it's been fantastic for me. Yeah. So you've I guess you've found that it's more about relationships and, and getting to know each other rather than okay, what do you drive, and then basing how you treat people on right. on the wheels that they drive. I'm not suggesting that that's how it is widespread in the car enthusiast community, but I imagine that would have been one of your concerns. Look, it was. Um, you know, I was concerned. You know that uh, you know someone who owns a nine hundred thousand dollar car may treat you different to you know owning a hundred thousand dollar car, but um, it was uh, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be more wrong. Um, you know when I met uh, Eddie and Lynn and yourself and um, you know Nick and Chris and you know the, all these guys there, yes they they're all they're all successful in in their in their industries that they're involved in. Um, and yet they're all got different cars. Um, and, you know, I must admit, most of the conversations we have are got nothing to do with cars. Um, mm. um, yet, you know, we respect each other um, and respect the cars that we've got. Um, but it's not, you know, just a talk fest about each other's cars and, um, you know, who's got a better one and, and, and what have you. It's, it's, not, it's not that at all. Um, you know, we go away for weekends and... Um, you know, do do just do fantastic things with the family. Um, you know, we just had a recent um, outing where we went to a farm um, that was owned by one of the members, um, and we took our families along, and all the kids were patting all the the, the new babies that have just been born, and um, you know, just a fantastic event. Yeah, and do you know of any other events that are coming up around the corner? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got one for the Unicorn Foundation, um, which is a which is something really close to to our hearts. And one of our members um, is has been struck down with cancer, and uh, and uh, he's involved in the Unicorn Foundation, which is a it's a um, 
the Unicorn Foundation um, looks after people with this type of cancer. Oh, um, okay. And uh, you know, there's a you know, there's a lot of people with this type of cancer in Australia. Yet there's only one nurse, um, and um, so you know, we're doing our best to uh, to you know, all get together and and do this car show. Um, and also, we've uh, we've put together a uh, 2020 calendar with all with our cars involved in it, um, and um, and that's coming that that's come up an absolute beauty, and um, that will be available for sale um, with all proceeds going to to the Unicorn Foundation. Okay, so how would people find or be able to purchase a a calendar? Say if they're not a car club member and they just hear about it. Um, through the podcast? Sure. Um, they could go to the GECC um, Facebook page. There's a public Facebook page. Okay. Um, and um, they can they can then contact either myself through that um, or any of the administrators um, and they'll put them onto it. Um, and, uh, and also at the event, um, they'll be able to see the event that's coming up um, and they can come along to the event and the, uh, and the calendars will be available there. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on, Craig. It's been great to get to know you more and, and hopefully share this um, with the wider audience in the podcast community to, to get to know you more and, and hear about your background and, and learn more about the club that we're both members of, Geelong Exotic Car Club. We're going to have to probably wrap it up shortly. We're not here alone here at the um, Mount Hotham. We've got some friends with us and they're itching and scratching to um, get some breakfast. Someone we're going to have to call it there. But yeah, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. And for yeah, being willing to sit down and have a chat, I think yeah. it's great. Look, and what welcome. you're doing for the club, and you know, offering, you know, you know, putting your time aside to take photos and and to organise a calendar, I think that's that's brilliant. No, take thank, your hat off for you. Thanks for that. I, I do appreciate it. And um, and look, you know, I, I I wish you all the best with this podcast. And um, and I know you've uh, you've been contacting me a fair bit about it, and and we've uh, you know we've, we've talked about names and everything, and I'm. I really hope it uh, it goes well, and I, I think, you know, with with some of the things you've got planned for the future with it, um, you know, I think you know all enthusiasts will be will be wrapped to to listen to it, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I've been been a little bit of part of it. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, those of you who might not know, I was originally running ideas, names past Craig, saying, "What do you think about his podcast name? What do you think of that one?" Um, what do you think I should use for the artwork? And I think we're going to tee up some time to see if we can get some photos so I can see how I can create the artwork. By the time you listen to the podcast, that should all be done. But it's been great sort of going on that journey with you and saying, hey, look, this is the idea that I have. This is where I want it to go. And you've sort of supported that from the from the early conception. So that's uh, that's been great. Yeah, no worries at all. And, I, and as I said, I wish you all the luck with it. Thank you. All right, till the next one. Thanks, Craig.